It's August 12th, 2017, and what a podcaster truly needs is style. I'm Colin Detmar. And I'm Nick Cease, and this is Botoko. We're Dota 2 podcast, so let's talk about Dota 2. Somehow, by the way, it's still August 12th. I was rec- planning on recording on August 13th, and then Liquid 3 would to win the grand finals of the International. What It was very fast. What? I mean, not like... What? You know, it was fast for our grand finals, anyway. It was... It was- it was the it was fast it wasn't it wasn't fast though because it's still the best of five so it's still three games of dota so like i'm only now beginning to process like, oh wait ti's over huh? Mm-hmm. Huh? Uh-huh. but i mean like game one was under half an hour game two was 34 minutes i mean like none of these were like ridiculously drawn out games no it, but also none of them were well most of them were not stumps they were uh, it was so good. The, t- t- today's to, Dota, so good. Part, part of us recording on the 12th is, I'll have to take your word for it. <laughs> I was at work. I heard the last 10 minutes of the last game through my earphones because I put Twitch on my phone while walking home and set it to audio only so that I could hear something. Which, by the way, I dunk on Toby Wan a lot, but uh, he makes it pretty easy to tell what's happening because he doesn't... Sure. He doesn't go for a very complicated message. He's just shouting liquid, liquid, liquid. liquid. And you're like, oh, I guess they're doing well. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. The last, there was like one, you know, you could say, for, because $10 million prize, I guess we'll, we'll just get, let's right into it, the international. There was one kind of play at the end of the last game, probably when there was the most yelling, mm-hmm. Miracle on Juggernaut. Had a, has to be less than 100 HP. And during this huge Roche fight, there was Shadow Shaman words out, DP ult, I think. Shit was going on everywhere. They stunned Miracle for like seven, eight seconds. They silenced him. He has like less than 100 HP. He manta dodges. He BKBs. He, gra- he had grabbed a DD rune barely before all this, before he got stunned. And then he omni slashes and just kills everything. And then they go, and nobody had buybacks because they had already blown them on newbie, and they just they just do it. And so end the this game. is such a carry description of that moment. <laughs> this is such a carry description of that moment because I've seen the I, well, one I heard the moment, and then and then I watched this moment okay. happen. And what Nick is not mentioning is the fact that Miracle was chain stunned in the last stun was Shadow Shaman's shackles, and the only reason any of this happened, any of this happened, was because GH on Earthshaker had the most incredible timing and just waited and waited and waited to counter-initiate till exactly the right moment to save Miracle's life. That's why I wanted to say, let's get into it, because the thing is, there was no big, like, play. There, like... So, what what happened, it was, you know, the Losers' Finals... LFY versus Liquid. And the first game, they uh, Liquid, that is, got stomped by LFY. The second game, though, L, like Liquid broke China during that second game with LFY. The shackles came off. They gained momentum. They they completely broke what China was doing, which because China, like all the Chinese teams, were just wrecking everybody. For a, a lot of the part, you know, like they eventually went to the lower bracket and stuff, but they were doing work. It seemed like a China international, like they were just going to dominate. 
somehow Liquid makes this amazing one from the, the lower bracket, and then they, you know they're looking good against LFY in the second game, and then they just they've they broke the code somehow, download complete, whatever, and they got this momentum, and there was no weak link at all. Like I think Day Nine said that it's like I don't even know what to, like there was no how do you beat this team? There was no weak link. GH is a god. He had so many great plays. He knew where the fuck to be. It For this whole TI, so he's he he's been phenomenal this entire this entire TI. He's been so incredible. Yeah, and just like you can't even pin it down to one thing because maybe we'll, we'll talk a bit more. I have no idea what the meta is. I don't think there was a meta. I think this is the golden age of Dota. There literally is no meta. It's just the little mini meta you have in series between two particular teams. With you know their mm-hmm. own strengths and stuff. Besides, and also not picking Winter Wyvern. Yes, besides, I was literally not picking Winter Wyvern to counter Sven. That's like, and there was like five heroes who weren't picked around. I like, you could say it's the team fight meta, I guess, but at the same time, it's not. It's not like the death ball meta that I think was was that TI four probably. Uh, it was well, and like, hmm. and like, there were fights. There were fights today that Liquid won by picking bad fights yeah. while, while Mind Control on Nature's Prophet <laughs> took buildings. You had a little bit of split push. You had a little bit of death ball. You had... Uh, uh. <laughs> like, to be honest, the beginning of the main stage was a little bit boring. I think I was just selecting the wrong games, to be honest, because like, I was an EG fan. I was an OG fan. I, I am. I don't, I don't know why I suddenly switched to Legions. And, you know, EG's performance was uh, we didn't record on thursday but boy boy I had things to say and they still have mm-hmm. things to say it was pretty sad Thanks how many it. people performed and but it seemed to be a lot about uh, the draft and all those things because there wasn't a huge meta that you know lichen just kind of vanished at the end sven just kind of vanished at the end veno earthshaker became the pick because you had to ban like coddle io Earth Spirit, Night Stalker. Like, those were the constant bans from both teams in, I think, both the LFY and the uh, newbie series that Liquid played today. Well, I feel like a lot of the Coddle is just a GH respect. I mean, I don't think, mm-hmm. I certainly don't think Coddle's bad right now, but I don't think anyone Nobody can approach how terrifying GH is. Yeah. Like, what Coddle. is this core Coddle thing? Yeah. It was, uh, it's weird. It's, yeah. The golden um, age of Dota, for real. Like, there was, you know, I guess there wasn't a spectacular slam in events, but that's just because one team figured it out. However, you could totally tell, like, I think it, you could generalize this to some other series. Sometimes one team would just figure out the other team or figure out the meta of their series, and they would just do it. But depending on how good the other team was, it wasn't boring. It wasn't a snowball. Like it wasn't that kind of boring snowball game where it's like, Oh, they're just drag it out and defend high ground, you know, for one thing, because they're pros and they're amazing. And for one thing, because the pro teams themselves are amazing. It was all in some of the, you could definitely tell when teams were still in it. Like the, the EG series where they got knocked out. EG EG looked like crap for most of it. They kind of improved the second game, but they, they looked like crap. However, mm-hmm. LFY today, when they were going up against Liquid, holy, like, it, it didn't matter how good you did early game. It wasn't the snowball meta. It helped, but it, 
like there was chances to come back that didn't feel cheap. It just felt like they were so good. Yeah. T- today was good. <laughs> I was kind of and underwhelmed, like, but today, yeah. Leading leading into this TI, we were asking ourselves if Liquid was really, if Liquid really should have been invited, yeah. which is you know, I mean you know I th- I really think like, you know maybe a couple exceptions, um, but for the most part, anytime you get to TI and you get to the the main event, any of those teams could win. It maybe it would take a little more luck for some of them. Yeah. But any of them are capable of winning. I mean, all bets. That's the thing about this TI. It just it broke everything. Like everything disintegrated that you thought you knew. I guess besides the fact that China, sleeper China to us, you know, Westerners, was gonna sweep a lot of stuff, and they did. But it wasn't that simple. <laughs> and like all the other strong teams, just kind of broke. Like EG, that was disappointing. In Cloud Nine, I th- I thought Cloud Nine or I thought NP basically was super strong. Like I yeah. I almost want to go back and check the record to f- see like how they were doing because I thought they were doing so well, and then they just fell apart. <laughs> they didn't like they were doing great into TI. Yeah, and then TI they yeah I mean like even in the group stages they yeah. were just they were just done. Didn't get anything done. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what happened to them. No. Nope. We'll we'll see if they come back or if they make roster changes. I don't know. You know that's for 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 as great as Ti and as exciting as it is, it always kind of bums me out to think about the inevitable like bootings and yeah. Who know who roster reshuffles and such. Yeah. Hopefully, OG so. stays together this time because like they they you know they got revenge against TNC and they went far. You know they won the best of three, six hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars or something like that. Yeah. And, and you know, like Western Dota didn't do super well in general. Yeah. Obviously, Liquid did quite well. <laughs> um, but like most, like you know, Western teams didn't make the top four except for Liquid. And yeah. It was. Western I mean, China. Style China Dota. was dominant. That's for mm-hmm. sure. And it looked like they were going to break the pattern of you know, China West. You know, East West, East West. That's been going on. Mm-hmm. And then Liquid just zoomed through the lower bracket. The fiction demanded it. Um, I, but I do think, like, OG should say, like, okay, like, the Western understanding of the meta going into this tournament was not sufficient. Or however they, and, like, like, adapted right. was not. Right. It's, like, it's not, it's not about our team. It's just, like, somehow Liquid was able to adapt to this new meta fast enough, and no one else was. Yeah. And, you know what? Go Kuro. Like, yeah. Ah. <sighs> Jeez. So that wasn't all that happened at TI. There was there was there was some other stuff going down too. Yeah. Um I mean I guess we'll get we'll get the quick thing out of the way, right? Which yeah. is um there was a uh, a show match between Dendi and a computer. Yeah, they were showcasing uh, open AI against good mids. Yeah. Yeah, OpenAI, of course, being a uh, a third party AI researcher who has one of I, s- I assume they have multiple projects. I haven't looked into yeah. them that much, but one of their projects was creating a one v one solo mid bot, um, Shadow Fiend on Shadow Fiend action. And I will note that like the list of restrictions for what you have to do to fight that bot, like. There's the list, like, you know, okay, the list of 1v1 solo mid, like, no runes, no shrine, no neutral creeps. Like, okay, that's kind of, that's kind of typical for 1v1 solo mid, right? 
no soul ring, no bottle. That's less typical. That's weird. Hmm. I didn't know about that. Uh, and you have to play Shadow Fiend. Yeah. Hmm. And so, like, the AI, AI, like, I feel like people made too big of a deal out of it just being like, oh, man, this thing's unstoppable. It's like, its restrictions are very clear. Um, they still have work to do. It was so good. It was very good. Uh, spoilers, if you didn't check it out, Dendi was beaten quite thoroughly, as were a bunch of other pros uh, off off stream. Yeah, I guess is, is the terminology I want there. Uh, Sum- uh, Sumail gave it gave it a shot. Arteezy, uh, CC and C Blitz. Nobody, nobody could stand up to the bot. Um, On the first, yeah. I mean, Dendy was talking about. It. He said, you know, he could definitely see the cracks, like see that it wasn't unbeatable, but there was no room for error. And I mm-hmm. think total. If you went to TI, you had the opportunity to play against it. Like they had that set up, and a total of fifty people beat it mm-hmm. over the course of TI. So it's not like it's indestructible, but it's just more like, huh, look at that. And like from what I'm reading, some people who beat it did so by breaking the rules, probably. Like, but there were there were like some some side pulls and stuff, <laughs> um, which you know, like. I, I, for the purposes of their little contest where they were giving away prizes to people for beating it, that seems a little cheap. But also, hey, your bot isn't going to be able to have those rules forever if you want it to be an effective bot. You need to test it and put it up against things it doesn't know how to deal with. So, yeah, I don't know. I thought it was a, I thought it was a neat thing. Um, mo- mostly, my main takeaway was just, like, God watching that bot do blocks <laughs> is terrifying. Oh yeah. my god, those blocks. I want to see just another here. Just the crazy things that you can do if you have the ability to do all those calculations with the creeps and stuff. Mm-hmm. Make them do crazy things. And like the way they talked about designing it was basically like they had it play against itself. And then like the feedback it got was, you know, like the numbers it gathered on what was what was successful. And then just basically the team would also, after matches, say this behavior was good, this behavior was bad, right? But they didn't hard-code anything themselves. And so, at some point during that pro- process, it learned to pump fake raises, and that's just... Watching a bot do that is fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Ooh, I guess you want to transition into... Uh... Man, it's been like... It's literally less than an hour since I finished finished watching to our our thoughts i mean you got to watch some of ti right mm-hmm. I, I forget how much but you wanna shall I we mean, t- like what, talk about it as if we can have any idea of whatsoever of like the, the whole tournament or what do, you, yeah. what do you mean yeah like the meta what do you want me to talk about thoughts about how the event was besides the dota um well so i thought um kind of a lot of the organization of the more incidental events was a little confusing to me, I guess. Um, like, the All-Star game was a little underwhelming and didn't seem fully thought out. Like, <laughs> they had, there was like, okay, we're going to play an All-Star game. And like, well, first of all, um, there was something of an expectation on, on behalf of the players that we would get some special announcement for the all-star game because we've had that happen before yeah um and that wasn't the case and that's sort of like well you know that's 
it's it's fine they didn't need to but yeah. they kind of set themselves up and they should have realized that that was going to be an expectation um but then the other thing was that that all-star game was just you know it was a regular game uh 5v5 with you know the all-star players and then they had the all-star all-star players mic'd up but they also had <laughs> casters um and the casters are casters we haven't seen in a while. It was AC and uh, Draskal, yeah. which uh, we see Draskal now and then. But AC, it's been a fucking while. And it was really great to see that guy again. But the, there was a lot of, like... There was so much audio. The cast, yeah, there was so much audio, and the casters, like, clearly started to feel like they should shut up and let the players talk. But then yeah. there would be these quiet moments where they're like, I guess we need to say something now. And it just felt, like, underproduced, I guess. Yeah. So, hmm, this is, you know, 18 minutes in, time to get a little negative. My overall thoughts on, T- you know, oh, it, it's awesome. It's TI. It's, you know, our favorite Dota event of the year. It's exciting. Oh, man. This is going to be juicy. <laughs> you see I'm building it up. It was, oh, yeah. It was way worse than last year. I still really enjoyed it. I was, you know, I was a little bit hedging my bets on day nine and machine and the whole hosting stuff. I want to get that out of the way. It was good. Like, Machine ended up being, like, basically the slacks of this year. He kind of was the onstage personality. He, mm-hmm. um, one thing I was really excited about here, we'll start with, you know, the good news. That's right. I, I, I've kind of warmed up to Machine, Colin. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I still, he's okay. still kind of awkward sometimes, but honestly, I kind of, uh-huh. I kind of liked him there. They had him doing a lot of the loser interviews, and he didn't make it too awkward or, like, cringy with like, the a good job with those stuff yeah mm-hmm. it was surprisingly good how how well they were able to make those and he wasn't too he cringe did, on stage so. yeah he uh, what struck me with the loser interviews is it's a really fine line to come across as both like sympathetic but and yet not condescending and he yeah. walked that really well or like overly feely like oh it must be so bad yeah yeah so i i, I don't know I, I don't quite mind his machine as much he showed maturity it's not that he had showed immaturity i don't know i i ended up you know we spent he showed enough more time interest in the game yeah i think than last than the last time we, we spent saw him, enough time with him we got, got a feel of the personality i think mm-hmm. and that was good um he was also in charge this is another total positive jack chen uh kbbq ended up appearing way more than i you know, we thought he was going to. I, I heard some, probably stupid shit on Reddit that he was just kind of going to be there as a translator for the Chinese stream. He was, they like had his own corner where during, you know, when whatever teams were playing against another Chinese team, they would bring him in and have him like explain. He would just like explain random Chinese memes for like teams and stuff, like explained why Matumba Man, you know, is Toilet Man because I think it's uh, Matu is close to toilet in Chinese or something like that. And he and would just talk about like, like just the I players remember, too. Yeah. Like there was some point where like, I forget, like machine just asked this random ass question about a player. And it was just like, what do you, why would he know that? And he's like, <laughs> Oh yeah. Well, and it's like, wait, what, you know, like all this stuff about like the personal lives of various players on these teams. And he's like a friend. It was amazing. Mouth. He ha- he literally has the ear, eye, foot, and a pie in the Chinese scene, and I think people have known that for a while, and like I think even I've known that because I've heard all sorts of people say like, "Oh, Jack Jack Chen's the best," and like whenever he shows up, it's always great, and he always knows so much. It's just that nobody's ever put him front and center. Nobody's ever like focused on actually trying to 
have someone in the know who can speak Chinese, like at the very least understand and explain stuff. And that is like literally yeah. what I was asking for last podcast, I think. It was it was, it was really, excellent. really fantastic. And like, I feel like I walk away this TI more of a fan of Ch- of like specific Absolutely. Chinese players than I ever have before. Yes. Like they did this whole thing with Inflame and like they did his bio and stuff and they like had Jack explaining stuff and it's very like humanizing probably because mm-hmm. you're, you're getting to know more about these these teams and the players and stuff and it's not just like hey this is this from the mysterious land where you can't understand these are these amazing players coming to sweep your tournament it's just they were they were other players and you know a different world you don't normally get to see and that's exactly what i was looking for i'm like hmm, if only i could learn chinese or something but yeah jack jack did a great job very glad yeah. they chose to have him in here it was it was great on the negative side <laughs> They really need to rethink some of the way they build panels for next year because the chemistry was often just not there. Here's a thing. Okay. I got a little preachy about it during the all-star game. I, in our, in our private Slack, (laughs) I started being like, here's how I would do this so much better. And I kind of had my head up my ass, right? That's just, (laughs) that's just how I am. But also like the Dota, like analysts, that we have on the desk know the game really well and they're very smart they're very insightful and i really appreciate that about them but that's not enough and they are garbage entertainers (laughs) they are really bad entertainers to a point where like they're bad like solo entertainers they need support well and they like not just that they're they like they also undermine attempts to entertain yeah. like during as I mentioned, like during the all-star game like day nine was like okay so like you know we've seen all this stuff from the from the main stage like what should we expect from this all-star game are we gonna see some stuff and the commentators and the analysts were like no they're not gonna show you anything it's like guys you're bad at this <laughs> and like i i get it i get why you are that way but if this is gonna be the thing you're paid to do it's time to learn to be entertaining because you did a bad job of it. And some people, you know, I don't want to call out specific people because I feel like it was sort of a lot of hit and miss stuff. Like sometimes PPD was great and sometimes he was not. Um, they, for one thing, PPD was featured a lot on the panel. Yes, he and I was, was. I was pretty surprised. He he's definitely like grown as a panel panel person, a panel personality. He, mm-hmm. he he did pretty well. Like you could tell, he had a sense for when he needed to like not just say a one word answer or something like that. Mm-hmm. And you know, sometimes he he did. You know, like I feel like yeah. the other part of it is rotating out the panel is one of those things. Like it can be nice to have a consistent voice for the tournament, mm-hmm. but the things you need to keep in mind: one, rotating staff, rotating out analysts and desk people means we get variety which is nice also it means we don't get people who have been up there for eight hours and no matter how good of entertainers they are they're like they're gonna lose (laughs) fucking that's it they're gonna lose move on i'm done (laughs) can i get a cup of water (laughs) jesus christ like you just get exhausted i understand um and that's part of why I, I appreciated Day 9 so much, is that he was pretty inflappable in that 
Yeah. You know? I mean, he, you know, there was drama about it. He, he did fine. We knew he was going to do great. You know, he's not exactly an unreliable, you know, new personality. So, so he was Nick. Mm-hmm. Speaking of there was drama about it, it seems like you were one of those drama queens. Um, and you know, you were like, I'm, you're not Reddit tier, right? But you were, you were concerned. You had some, you had some, you had some issues that might've come up mm-hmm. now that it's over day nine versus red eye. Give them both knives. Who wins? <sighs> who do you think did a better job hosting an international? Oh boy. Oh boy. You're not going to like apples and oranges. I think I need to bitch a little bit more. Which about do you like better, Nick? Production. Apples or oranges? Answer, or we're not moving on. <laughs> Head, shoulders, knees, and no. Um, Nick. Yeah. You can answer next week. I'll give you a week off to think about it because it's very fresh in your mind, and it's not I... fair to ask you for a knee-jerk reaction. I'm not. When it's so... not going to have a different answer, though. I think I need. Well, I think I need to. The next week is going to be a very long podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I think I need to bitch a little bit more about PGL's production. Okay. So, okay. so the first day, right, of the main event, they unveiled their their panel desk design and stuff. And to give them credit, they learned and stuff from this. But like, like I like I mentioned earlier, this year was a downgrade in terms of production for a lot, a lot of things. To me, a huge downgrade. So their, their desk design, it was, you know, they had this amazing looking panel. They had lots of like teal stuff in the background. It was all, you know, they had a glass desk, glass metal, futuristic stuff, silvery Dota logo. It all looked great. And then the camera work was fucking shit. I <laughs> like, I don't want to backdoor, backdoor. I don't want to backseat produce or like backseat direct and stuff but at the same time i think people are definitely allowed to do that you don't have to like you know common criticism be a movie maker to criticize movies the, the production was really like the camera work was really bad the first two days they kept like randomly zooming away from the panel and panning off to this wall to their left with mm-hmm. like it would show a player and show some random stats and then it would zoom in and then it would keep going it wouldn't stop you, you noted this one time it would just like it panned away from that stats and it's like oh, oh it's gonna stop and it didn't stop it just panned away to the right to show another wall of stats and this wall is like a quarter of the screen in width and it meant their faces were tiny and the desk was tiny and it was really weirdly framed and it was just really, it looked so bad. I was watching this on a TV. I can't imagine watching that on a phone screen. It would have just looked so bad. It, it did. I tried it. Especially um, the, oh, Purge's Weatherman segment. Purge, I get another positive. Purge's Weatherman stuff, A plus as always. Just great. I'm so glad that's his thing. And that we had, like, there was a few special moments. Like, um, which game was it? I think it was the second game against LFY today. That liquid played they got i think it was i was messaging colin in this, our slack liquid got a two minute tower a two minute tier one tower a nine minute tier two tower mid and purge kind of like broke down the godlike creep aggro manipulation that gh did in order to actually make a, a two minute tower happen 
because even the panelists were like, how, how did that happen? One minute the tower was there and then we, we went back and it was gone. And he like actually broke that down and explained it. And that was huge. His stuff was great. The first few days you couldn't fucking see his screen because somehow they don't understand how to shoot this TV, this, uh, what am I trying this TV, TV screen. It's a TV screen for TV. <laughs> So it has like a high refresh rate, which means it's a TN panel, which means you can't shoot it at an angle. Also, it was curved. You have to shoot this thing dead on. How, how do you not rehearse this? The, the very simple breakdown, because me and Nick talked about this for a while, and it took me a bit to understand what he was saying, because I'm not as familiar with the technical aspects of this, is it's a special TV they make specifically so you can put it on camera and it yeah. will look good, but you have to shoot it straight on. If you shoot it at an angle, it looks like garbage. Yeah, Purge talked about this like when he was first doing the Weatherman segment stuff, and it was real interesting. It was... Because people were asking him, like, why don't you just do this for every, like, event? And he's like, well, this TV was, it's like, $10,000 and stuff. You know, yeah. Because yeah. uh-huh. you have to have a yeah. special one to film it so that you don't see weird flickering stuff going on. And if you have a higher refresh rate screen, generally it's what's called a TN panel, I think. It's probably different for TVs, and I'm just talking to my ass, but this is, like, a computer monitor thing. And it just means mm-hmm. if you look at it from an angle, it's going to be way more dim than a regular screen. And especially if you shine stage lights on it when you're, oh, I don't know, filming uh-huh. something. Yeah. It means you're going to have glare on the screen. And also it's going to be super dark and super, un, like, the colors lose contrast. And you can't see a fucking It was anything. so hard to see what the fuck they were trying to it's demonstrate. It's just, like, it lots of bad. stuff. Like, how do you not rehearse? How does your director not rehearse this? And under, I don't know. I want to go back just real quick. I want to go back to the pans, right? Mm-hmm. Because we were pa- we're doing such a good job of painting these word pictures here of what's going wrong. And you illustrated the the situation with the pans and panning to a panel of information and then panning across the the, the <laughs> across analysts the, again to a different humans. panel of information. And I could see you in your mind's eye like imagining a TV pan, right? And you're wrong. It's not a t- it's it's not like a normal like oh yeah. pan to show the action. It is a pan like a pan in like a Monty Python skit where the joke is how long <laughs> it's taking. It was the slowest goddamn pan. They were just embracing the nautical theme. They were like it was like it was on a boat because they also did some sort of lateral moves too. It looked like so uh-huh. it was just like floating constantly. It was mystifying. <laughs> like it, we were baffled. I like genuinely I was just like the camera would start to move and you're just sort of like you grab onto your desk and like where are we going where are we going <laughs> take me on your wild ride video and get uh, just got like, yeah uh, you know that they've had these things I bet you can even buy these things that put them into your feed they're called graphics and guess what they did after the first few days they had little things you know where the desk was the actual desk section of the panel they put a mm-hmm. little thing that popped up with stats. It was a graphic. They didn't take up a quarter of the, of the screen to to project it on a wall. I mean, knowing Valve, I think they experimented with other aspects of production because they're constantly doing that. And they're just trying to see where they can, like, you know. I mean, it's PGL, it, though. I would think the cam- when it comes down to the, the level of camera stuff, that's got to be the, the production company you hire. Yeah. And they did such a good job with TI6. It was so good. Also, I'm going to... The thing is, I want to say Red Eye. I want to say Red Eye was the better host, but I think it is Apples and Oranges because I don't think that the the production, the other stuff they did, that just the general feel was as good Mm. as TI6. 
so you're wondering you're wondering how much of that is just you associating it with yeah i i, I don't know like you said like day a nine is only good only, as their support yeah day nine can only do so much on the panel when he had you know three awkward dota players on the panel with him i i don't think red eye would would necessarily do any better but like remember when they they went back to the panel after a game in TI6 and everybody was a puppet and I do remember and they that, didn't yes. make a big deal out of it and it was just funny and then they had all those VR heroes it even looked like they had the little like the dais or like a circle in front of the desk this year to have VR stuff pop up it didn't I I don't I don't necessarily care about that it popped up on a few occasions but really? it wasn't okay. consistent I didn't yeah it was yeah. just weird that they had this random huge circle in front of their desk. Oh, you mean in front of the analyst desk? Yes. Oh, okay. No, I don't think they did that. Okay. Yeah, that was weird. But like, and they had the the invoker cosplayer there instead. Just Here's a question I have. Would like that were great. You know the new mm-hmm. captain's draft screen that they debuted. Mm-hmm. Where what happened to that? Where did that go? <laughs> did they just decide? Oh, actually, this sucks. Did it take up too much? Sp- I, I mean, I it know. stopped. I mean, the thing, like, I thought it was kind of neat looking, mm-hmm. but I don't think it was good for TI. It could be good for. It would be good for an internet event. It would. It's not good for a LAN because at a LAN you can be shooting shots of the players. You can be, you know, like mm-hmm. panning around the crowd. There's so many better yeah. things you can do than just look at these models sort of flexing. Because yeah. um, you know, like, I mean, like, I don't know, like one of my favorite all time dota player gifts is the gif of like there's no sound but we know from context what happened which is ee is drafting and he says i'm gonna pick kunkka mid and universe standing behind him his eyebrows just shoot up and he (laughs) leans backwards like whoa okay (laughs) i know i know the one you're oh Uh, that is a really good one yeah like, we've gotten some really great moments of just seeing these players. And, you know, like, also, I mean, you know, they know that, right? Like, they have yeah. those, like, in bet- after big plays, they cut to these shots of the players during the plays. They cut to, like, Ramsey is, like, starting to yell and then just, like, <laughs> one hand on his forehead and just sort of gently rubbing it. And yeah. you're like, mm, oh, he knows. Oh, he knows. <laughs> like, and and they're amazing. And that's actually one thing... Backing up real quick to the uh, All-Star game, I hope the the fact that it was a bit of a mess doesn't discourage them from doing that again, because hearing the uh, players actually talking during a game was so incredible. It was great. Yeah. They just need to separate it, I think. Mm-hmm. Just have one stream that's one thing, one stream that's the other. Or something, or just like, like I don't know, there, 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 I'm sure there's something you could do, but like... Yeah. It was really, it was really humanizing in a way I didn't expect. Like, I mean, it was far too great... close to just us fucking around in Dota, right? I mean, there's <laughs> this moment where, like, I swear to God, I was hearing, I was hearing, like, um, I shouldn't name names on the podcast, but I was hearing <laughs> a mid friend of ours where No Tail, No Tail's like, they're pieces of shit. Let's go. <laughs> it's yes. like, yep, nope. I know that guy. I play with that they're guy. Fuck them. <laughs> And then you heard uh, them just like, <laughs> who was it? It was probably AC or Dr- Dreskel saying, 
because they were it was during the draft stage and it was like ah mm-hmm. someone was just naming heroes and they're like ah there's always that one guy on the team who's just who just sits there and names random heroes and I, <laughs> I send that quote to colin and he's just like hmm you're pretty self-aware you know? uh, yeah nick nick was like that's me and it's like nick <laughs> it's me nick i know <laughs> I, mean, I was your captain for it yeah. it was it was uh, fun Definitely, definitely fun. Yeah, it was really good. And it was really nice to, like, honestly, that made me like Ramsey's better. I had, mm-hmm. a, like, I had a less opinion of him because of the whole, like, how he left uh, Vega Squadron and all that. If you remember that whole fiasco. Not quite. Um, he was on Vega Squadron. They were doing well. Empire said, you should think about coming to play for us. And Ramsey's like, hmm, that's an enticing idea. And Vega is like... Dude, you can't be making deals with other teams behind our backs. You're fucking fired. <laughs> and it made me think he was kind of an idiot. But maybe he's just a kind of a slightly naive kid who's nice. Yeah. He's he's still anyway. Young. Yeah. It was it was really it was really nice to see and yeah. Yeah. I the one thing I do hope is that I feel every every year at the All-Star match, I feel really bad for the like the chinese players yeah (laughs) and i hope there can be some there can be some better solution for that i don't want it to make it like like the worst thing you could do is make it like dire is china and radiant is everyone (laughs) else like no 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 don't do this but it feels like they don't really get to join in the fun in the same way yeah and i would like them to be able to yeah I don't. I don't know how to fix it. It's. It's. You get chat wheels. Situation. That's what you need. You just need more chat wheels. You know. You know what you should actually do. You should put all the players in soundproof booths and only allow them to communicate <laughs> via chat wheel, but also like destroy the barracks, then get back. Destroy the barracks. have have the like the chat commands, like the voice chat commands, and temporarily remove the timers on them so they communicate better <laughs> oh okay we'll, we'll go hit the town yeah uh, yeah but just i guess to, to sum up my bitching so because i don't want to i don't want to be too negative it was still fun it was still great it's it's a lot of pressure i don't know it felt like there was a lot less good like slacks content and stuff like that they had some good you know weight uh ti throwbacks or whatever the International Archives, that's what it is. They had some good moments like that and stuff. And there were some great player interviews. Casey was great. It's always mm-hmm. nice to see Casey every year. But, like, I don't know. There wasn't any, like, standout Slack segment. I don't know if they didn't give him much support or I something. I mean, there was there, the opening. That's true. That's true. I need a bitch about that. I, I, oh, okay. I know I know. Gabe Newell is, like, a software guy, and he works for a software company. He made the software company. But it's still so. It's nice to have him come out and say welcome to the international. To see like an actual Valve, we we saw zero Valve people, this DI. It's it's just nice to 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 see him every once in a while. He was he made a little cameo during the opening skit, and that was funny. But I don't. Know. I know he's, th- he doesn't want to be on there, so I I don't know. Nick and I in private have had the had sort of had the conversation yeah. of like, well, Gabe doesn't want to be there anyway. Why are you doing this to him? So that's not an interesting one to have again, really. Um, but one of the things I like about Valve, and I don't know, there are lots of things I don't like about Valve, 
But one of the things I like about Valve is like even even here, even at TI, which is an event that they run and they put up the prize money for, and it's about their game, and they make announcements for the future of their game, and it's just Dota, 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 this is the Valve game. Um, they still kind of take a backseat, and they don't, like, not in a backseat as in, like, they pretend that they're not, you know, involved. <laughs> Nobody's But, here. like, Valve never says, like, you know, there's no like commercial break where they go. This has all been brought to you by <laughs> Valve. Why don't you come to Seattle and join us? You know, like they. Do hey guys, it's me, Icefog, here for another hero yeah. update. And God, I hate this. that voice. I, oh, can you can you edit that out of my memory? I don't know what just happened. Uh, I guess a weird. You say like... create a new Ice Fraud character. Done. Okay. Um, and compare that to as as we very mm-hmm. often compare things to. Riot Games, where they have their employees on the commentary booths, and every opportunity they're throwing their name and their <laughs> reputation and their personality at you. Yeah. And listen, that's a style, and I don't think it's necessarily bad, but it is not what I'm fucking there for. Yeah, it's kind of the, the difference between Dota and you know other... Between Blizzard and Riot, basically. I mean, yeah. Valve would never do something like promote another game, perhaps that they were going to release hmm. at their international or something like that, right? They don't... <laughs> okay, yes. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about Artifact in a second. It was, it was just, you know, it's nice that they don't try to... We've, I think we've talked about this before when we like, realized that, hey, you almost never see a Valve logo at mm-hmm. events. It's crazy. They let Dota take the front seat. They're not trying to make it about, hey, we're Valve and you should buy our things. It's like, hey, you fucking raised, like, you gave us a million dollars, a hundred million dollars. Let's have the video game be front center. One of their biggest announce, one of their big announcements for the start of TI was, look, we made the first new Dota commercial in three years. <laughs> <laughs> like, yep. they don't. We changed, yeah, you know. like, the logo on Twitch, so it's now got, like, Jug Wind Ranger and someone else just like stand. Why do you have Wind Ranger there <laughs> when you want Buffer? Oh! <laughs> Sorry. Please carry Microphone on. smash. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so. Yeah. Over, uh, overall, I hope, I hope production steps up because PGL had been doing so good. It's a lot of pressure, but I don't know. I. Game is yeah. hard, production's hard. We understand, but we're we're still gonna complain. We have a high bar. It's TI. When when I first started bitching during like the group stage, I'm like, hmm, okay, Colin. I realize I'm about to make some petty comments, but hey, this is my one event a year. It's the highest bar possible. I'm, I'm gonna bitch about not seeing Gabe, not having Gabe welcome me with open sandals to the international. So, let's talk about our effect. Artifact? What is Artifact, Colin? Artifact was one of the announcements this year at the International. The Artifact is a new game by the Valve Corporation. Is that their name these days? I think so. Okay. Uh, it is a new piece of software developed by the Valve Corporation. <laughs> Who um, are interested with? It appears to be a card game based in the Dota 2 world, and from information and 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 reports i guess mostly all we have is is the tra- the teaser trailer which showed us very little there's yeah. some things you could try and infer 
and then a few comments by Day9 following that where he said he'd played it and had a few comments. It appears to basically follow the mechanics of Dota 2. He mentioned the existence of lanes and creeps and taking barracks, for instance. And hero cards, kind of? Maybe? I, yeah, I don't... It's, we don't know anything, but hey, yeah. there's a there's going to be a Dota two card game. It's got some good people mm-hmm. behind it. Um, yeah, it was the Lord I guy, wanna... Steve Jaros. The one I specifically want to shout out is uh, Brad Muir, yes. who is a former developer from Double Fine. He was behind uh, Trenched, which then became Iron Brigade. I never remember which way is which, but basically that was a tower defense game where you fought in like a World War One mech. That game was pretty fucking cool. Yeah. He also made uh, Brutal Legend. Massive Chalice. No, he oh, he helped on uh, Brutal Legend, but he wasn't in charge of that right. one. Um, but he was in charge of Massive Chalice, which was a sort of like XCOM style like fantasy tactics game, which mm-hmm. was pretty cool. Um, he's a smart dude. He's a huge Dota fan. Um, and I had been wondering what he did after joining Valve, and now I know. And it's like, listen, if this guy's in charge of this, like, versus card game based on Dota lore, he is honestly one of the few people I'd trust with that. He yeah. is a, has a really good mind for, like, tactics and mechanics and competitive play. He's a huge Dota fan, and he's he seem, he's a really good dude, because I've followed his stuff for a while. Mm-hmm. So that's that turned me from being like, oh, good, congratulations on your new game, to being like, Okay. Huh, cool. Okay, I'm curious. We'll see. So. Yeah. Um. Also, there. So the logo of Artifact <laughs> is sort of like three colored crystals. I was gonna say parallelograms, but yeah, I guess I should say Parale- colored crystals. Th- um. <laughs> It's it's the red, the green, and the blue, obviously, for the three stats. And in the middle, there's a black little triangle, sort of linking them all together to make this little symbol. Mm-hmm. What does it mean? Um, what does it mean? I don't think it means much of anything. I only mention it because I know earlier you had a theory that it did. I mean, we didn't and know if, if we would see... if you want to air it, this is your time. We'd already talked about the possibility of void spirit, right? And... It was a black thing in the center of the other three stats. I mean, it's smaller and stuff, but it's mm-hmm. kind of it's kind of weird that it's black. I don't know. I feel like it just represents. I mean, like it represents things that aren't covered by those three, right? Like you get attack damage without getting one of those stats. You can just pick up attack damage. You can just pick up armor. You can get you know attack speed. I feel like it just it it's most card games have a symbol or a representation of things that don't fall into the primary disciplines, right? Yeah. Magic has colorless or artifact. Hearthstone has stupid bullshit because it's a stupid game for stupid people that fucking idiots play. Um, oh, sorry, that just slipped out. Gosh. Um, anyway, I, yeah. I worry about reading too much into the logo, but... Yeah, yeah. I'm but also, that's partially just because I can't come up with anything good. So I wanted to give you a second to air any theories. No. We've seen so little. No. (laughs) There was another announcement, though. Yes, it turns out the the Legends uh, was it? I think it was. Ice Fraud and uh, Surge, they were correct. The fourth stat, I think it might have been Surge, 
is style. That was one. <laughs> I'm pretty I sure forgot. I made that prediction. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure Serge made that prediction. The fourth I, st- I, <laughs> They listened to our podcast. <laughs> oh my I god! I totally forgot. We Ice Bud actually he he actually made it through to his brother for once. <laughs> Ice Bud, the legend. And this clearly we have Dota to do another podcast. Ice Fraud special. <laughs> Holy shit! I forgot that. We, we got to get him back. Yep. Oh my wow. god. Yeah, um, so Nick's wrong about that, but, well, yeah, you know. But <laughs> um, so what Nick is referencing is there was a, a new trailer uh, announcing two new heroes, and one of them appears to be... I, I, I did a little bit of homework, and as best as I can tell, it's some sort of hybrid of a fox and a pangolin. <laughs> yes. Which is like an armadillo, but not quite the same. Apparently not. Um, uh, armadillo's kind of... It's it's in the scales on the back. Anyway, listen. You look at it. You compare side by side. You're like, oh no, that's not an armadillo. Welcome to that's the anthropology podcast. Um. Anyway, he is some sort of like duelist? shelled shelled furry duelist. He's got who a rapier. has a sort of European accent and a rapier. Um, and he talks about how basically you know strength and agility and intelligence. A wise man are okay spoke or whatever. about what a hero truly needs. I don't know. But what really, it's all about the style. Um, it's not really going to be the fourth stat, of course. I mean, it's just not, but... him him talking shit. Actually, which, Colin, you know, fair enough. Uh, I might. I got a little bit of info from Surge. I should probably save it, but I'm going to sit here. It's Ice Frog is embracing hats before strats. You now get stats oh. for equipping cosmetics and gaining a style. Literal hats before strats. So hang on. Okay. So I don't know how this works, but if I were to design this kind of system, what I would do is I would have a sort of a an external marketplace. Hmm. Okay. Where what you did is people submitted looks, right? This is my look, look. for okay. Ember Spirit. This is the combination of items, and this is what Ember Spirit is wearing. And then people sort of, like, were given, like, they, they clicked in, and they're like, oh, which do you like better, this or this? And you said, I want this one. And that person got a like. And as people built critical masses of likes, that gave them buffs to that combination of items in-game. So you had to keep <sighs> track of what was trending. Yes. In order to be a more powerful, more stylish hero. Man. This is not at all influenced by Love Nikki Dress-Up Queen on the iOS. <laughs> you should play it. It's amazing. You monster. <laughs> Save it for your girl doll dress-up podcast. I don't have one. That's why it's here. <laughs> oh, um, you can find Colin on Love Nikki Dress-Up pers- uh, hero thing. On I don't know how if that works. I don't. I don't know why that is. Anyway, um, so we have the the furry fencer, furry and fencer. then we have Pixie, who appears to be a fairy with ill intentions. Ooh, so scary! It's so she's probably Sylph. You know, we talked about that last time. That the oh right, Sylph. Element. Why did I say Pixie? What the fuck did is you wrong forget? With me? Wow, boy. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Too much style. You were bedazzled, I understand. I guess. That's I guess. one of his skills. It's called bedazzle. Still thinking about the style marketplace. Yep. And yeah. Looks pretty cool. Excited. I it's weird to me how 
I think when the game comes out and I play these heroes, I'm going to like playing Sylph, just because, like, listen, look at all the other fucking, like, baby-voiced, like, fairy characters, Enchantress and Puck and all this shit. I love those characters. They're all fun. Um, But, like, that trailer did not really make me hype for Sylph at all. I mean, she has, like, like, two lines, and it barely says anything. And then then she has a lantern that has, like, a slightly mean-looking, but mostly just kind of, like, looks like it has to fart. Glowing pink bug. Glowing pink bug in it. And it's just like, okay, cool, you look rad. Compared to, like, okay. So the fencer... If if it is to believe that this trailer is like the Monkey King trailer and is giving us some indication of how he will play... He has sort of a mobility ability using his, like, rolling up in his shell, which is neat. And he maybe has some form of break, because part of the trailer is he goes up against Bristleback, jumps behind him, and shears all his spines off, his quills. It seems reasonable, but that seems so OP. Maybe I'd, maybe he wants more sources of break in the game. Nice fog. We need more sources of break in the game. There is literally one. <laughs> no. Well, no. Okay. No. Sorry. Sorry. There are two. There, there is also Doom. Doom. But like, yeah. that's we need more than that. We just do. Yeah. I can I can see the argument. Yeah. Let me double check that I'm not fucking making. Okay. I'm sorry. There are three. I forgot about Ag's de- uh, Shadow Demon, but Ag's like, Shadow Demon breaks. Oh yeah, you didn't know what? that. It's I thought it just added charges and breaks. What? Shadow demon, a Dota two. Cooldown also causes Demonic turn to break its target. Wow, five. This is why I'm saying that ag is incredible. It's an incredible ag. You will very yeah. rarely have the money for it, yeah. but if you get it, you are going to destroy <laughs> their fucking carries. They're done. Um, yeah, we need more sources of it. Just be- I mean, like, Bristleback became a nightmare for a while in this patch, and eventually people started to deal with him, but, like, so much of that was just because there's only one way for most drafts to deal break. <laughs> And yeah. like, hey, if we add one more hero can, that can do it, you can still just ban that hero. There are still only going to be three heroes, so it's not like this gross, like, oh, you can spend 200 gold for infused break drops, and they'll just break anyone you hit. But like, it's more options for that is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would agree. Yes, but it will, be, it will be the Dueling Fates update for which we have literally no other info, so... Yeah, I checked uh, Ice Frog's Twitter because I thought maybe when yeah. the yeah, I thought maybe he maybe either he would go like congratulations to the champions or he would be like the next patch will be blah blah blah. He hasn't tweeted since February. He still only has six tweets total. So welcome back, Ice Frog. Um, yeah, I was hoping he would say something about Ti, but we'll see. Guess not so much. Or maybe this is a further hint to his time zone because he's Ooh. asleep. Yes, I'm sure he's spooky. definitely asleep. <laughs> Through TI. Through TI. He's just like, oh boy, it's up so Listen, late. I pulled, I pulled an all-niner stopping the Chinese from winning TI. Listen, I just can't stay awake from the finals. I had to make some final tuning changes so Miracle would be able to make a miracle happen. <laughs> yep. <sighs> okay, so 
we do have this new patch coming. What? Okay, you can buff one hero, nerf one hero, and add a new arcana. Go. Uh, buff Animage, nerf Sven, uh, Animage Arcana. That's just my greed, though. I mean, yeah, the, I mean, the Animage Arcana doesn't seem like a very inspired to choice honest, to me. But he has too many items now. He has. He's he so. Does. He does. He's so glowy. Anime particles. Then again, my answer was probably going to be Wind Ranger. Arcana, uh, so I should probably mm-hmm. rethink that one. Yeah. Um. I mean, Enchantress. So this is someone. I'll be selfless and pick Enchantress. She becomes um, an actual human or an actual deer. Do you feel like Anti Mage was uh, too weak at this TI? No. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I, let, let me take two seconds. Go to Dota Buff. See his win rate. I don't think so. I mean, he was he was picked sometimes. I don't think he accomplished a lot. Let's see. He seemed like kind of a niche pick. Eleven picks, forty-five percent win rate. That's that's kind of fine for me. He mm-hmm. he wasn't a huge part of the you know fighting great meta because a lot of the times people would have lots of answers but he he could split push sometimes i think he was fine i don't i don't so, quite know if you do need to do anything to literally anybody besides buffing the people who weren't picked possibly well i don't know I'm how you buff say, Tiny, but well my buff was going to be oroth the winter wyvern now fair i want to take a moment here right I believe, still, she ended up with a 0% win rate on the main stage, right? I think so. Now, that is not tell-all. Because, no. like, okay, here's, here's a good example from my Dota career, right? My Rubik win rate is not very good. I'm not an incredible Rubik, but I think for my MMR, I am an above-average Rubik. However... I pick Rubik when I think I'm fucked and I need to try and salvage things. And that seemed like a lot of the time how Winter Wyvern was picked at TI was captains being like, oh shit, oh shit, I need to fix this, oh shit, and they picked Winter Wyvern. Well, it seems like it was literally a direct response to Sven. And I guess maybe they thought that they were screwed because Sven was doing a lot. But Hmm. boy, she just does not offer fuck all. (laughs) <laughs> like she's, maybe she's maybe you kill a, a hero with her ult maybe if you get Sven in there perfectly her, but so fucking her, what her ult is not the point of her at all anymore her ult is yeah. like but also it, like what is, what is her point I mean I think her point is she has pretty decent catch at low level with Arctic Burn yeah I mean she has it I think, slow I guess I think Splinter, Splinter Blast has pretty good push I think her E has pretty good save, but I'm saying pretty good to all of these. She's got pretty good Q, pretty good W, pretty good E, yeah. garbage R. That doesn't add up to enough, and she, her stats and attack speed don't make up for those things. No, she's just in such a mediocre place, and you can't. Yeah, I like, mean, like it's fu- uh, yeah, it's it's very. It was really disappointing. It was really disheartening to see some of the performances on Winter Wyvern by really capable players who just didn't mm-hmm. have enough they they didn't have enough under the hood to get it done they seem to think she had something she didn't in terms of countering like it yeah it's just not that good <laughs> it's really not i don't i don't know 
And personally, I would like to see Morphling nerfed. Really? Yes. Why? I feel like he got a lot of representation at TI. Not like a ton, but he was certainly a pretty popular pick. He mm. was pretty effective. Eight games. Really? Eight. Maybe he just made such an impact. Okay. Well, a lot. I don't know. I saw. I watched a few games where he got shut down. I felt like mm. you know, if the opposing team did what they needed to do and they just went ham, they never gave him space. You're screwed. Like that happened. I can't. I can't remember the games now. There's been so much Dota, but there has been a lot. I don't know. Okay, maybe you don't need to. Hmm. You know what? Nerf Tusk again. Perfect. Forget it. Nerf, nerf Tusk again. <laughs> you these monster. These idiots won't. Listen, if I can't enjoy him, no one can enjoy him. Nerf Tusk again. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised to see Nerf Spirit or Nio Nerf. He got. Uh, Earth so Spirit's going to get nerfed yeah. for sure. It's, it, it's, it's not getting, even Jerry. Is it a. <laughs> it is. It's a day of the week that ends in AY. Earth Spirit's going to mm. get nerfed. Ah. <laughs> uh, uh, he, he had. Let's see. 24 bands, 27 picks. 27 picks with a 48% win rate. And the Earth Spirit specialists kicked ass with him, and everyone else had a lot of trouble. Yeah, if your team knows how to do stuff. Earthshaker was like the hero hero of TI, possibly. I would say. That and Venno (laughs) a lot of the time. Possibly. I don't know. Yeah. Puck did a lot. I've got some some huge representation. Arcana. <laughs> There's no way you don't give this to Wind Ranger. I what g- would you do if it wasn't Wind Ranger? No, I'm not. I'm not going to give it to Wind Ranger. No, she's got a lot of items. She's got two Immortals. I would love it on Wind Ranger, but that's not the that's not the smart thing to do. Okay. A smart thing to do is. To think about this for a second. Actually, no, no, uh, no, no! Or, or not? I guess. Um, me, 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 me. Fuck me. it. Give it to Overgrim Magi. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Thanks, folks, for listening. Okay, actually, you know what? That was a bad flipping answer. You want a real answer? I guess. So, okay, you give it to Phantom Lancer. Uh, and then when Phantom Lancer creates illusions, oh no, they look just like like normal illusions, right? Oh no! But if you get a gem of truth, <laughs> I fell right into it. <laughs> no! Uh, all right, folks. I think that's it for <laughs> Bottle Crow this week. Thanks so much for listening. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher if you want to give us a rating or review there or on your podcatcher of choice that would make a big difference for us <laughs> spreading the word with your friends. Shut up, Nick. I did not fuck up that <laughs> sentence. Spread spread the word. I want to give a big thank you to Reddit user Pomodi for use of his Harmonies of New Bloom music pack, which is our intro and outro here on Bottle Crow, and you can also find in-game and Dodo 2 for your use there if you would like to purchase it. It is excellent. Team? Nick? <laughs> yep. Holy shit. <laughs> you uh, just blanked. No, no, I didn't blank. Uh, a tab that I've had open for literally an hour suddenly started blasting full volume, like, 
techno, <laughs> and it just destroyed my train of thought. <laughs> that was so loud. <laughs> For a second, I thought that was like the loudest, most creative use of your soundboard ever. Um, team, team, team. Okay, I'm gonna try that again. No. You're fully out of soundboard usage. You know that by <laughs> I'm now. I'm way in the red. I want to give a big thank you to Reddit user Promoti for use of his Harmonies of New Bloom music pack, which you can find in-game in Dota 2 if you would like it. You can purchase it there. It is excellent. I also want to give a big thank you to Ashley Ryan, a.k.a. Svimmy, who has made our album art. I did it again. Album. Podcast again, art. Again, Sing 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 coming out with his new album any day now. I swear. Our podcast art. You can also get a commission from her if you want to go to at Svimmy on Twitter or patreon.com slash Svimmy. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week with more Bottle Crow. Hope everybody had a good international. You know what? I hope you had a bad international. Wow. We lost. Bam. That's how you get them back, Nick. That's how you bring them back. Bring them you back. Gotta be, you gotta, like, you gotta be hostile. And, like, oh. and then they're like, and then they hate follow you. No, that's the best kind of followers. <laughs> Man, we... Peace out, folks. <laughs> Later.